1: to be back with you folks again this morning. We're honored to have a guest host with us and uh, Pastor Josh Crockett, the pastor of Morningside Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. If you get in town, make sure you drop by and see us. Uh, We're there every Sunday morning. Sunday services are at 10, Sunday night at 5, Wednesday night at 7. You don't want to miss it. So come by and see us. And as you know, Stephanie, we're giving Stephanie a little bit of time off to work with those eight kids and get the summer started right. All of her kids are finishing school right now. I think she's got half done and the other half are so close. And for you homeschool mom and dads out there, you know what it's like those last couple of weeks. Everybody's pushing. Everybody wants to get school done. Everybody wants to start summer. Now, we generally start with a characteristic uh, pastor of, uh, of PTSD and and, and one of the things in life is sometimes we don't take the time as somebody with PTSD to, we're so hypervigilant. We want to give that quick answer that we're told not to in the book of Proverbs. We we sometimes don't want to look into matter. Sometimes we may hear information as someone with PTSD and, and we've already got this pre- preconceived thought on what the finish is going to be of the information they are given us and what those words are going to be. So Pastor Miller a couple of weeks ago had mentioned that there's a, a sith, and uh, that we have to put things through, which is God's word. And and I mentioned that I thought that a litmus test for all of us can be found in Philippians chapter four. So I want to talk about that and some of the things as time permits that pastors seen and and ways to help things out and, and things of that information. So we want to go ahead and do that. So we're going to make this whole podcast about testing what you hear, testing those things. It's really looking at hypervigilance, understanding that because of the junk we've been through, because of those things, we have the quick filter we have we quickly want to go back to a place where we can shut off whatever's happened to us make believe we understand it and get out of there this is no good this is something I don't want Uh, I actually had a friend of mine years ago that he went to a dealership and they give you those keys to try to start a car you know they used to come in the mail it was a big deal they were a scam I mean you know I I remember I can't tell you how many times I took a key down to a car dealer and Debbie hides them from me now because I usually end up having to buy a new car so it's been I think they probably still send them out but Debbie's Smart enough to get rid of them but anyway a buddy of mine one time it was online give us your you know email address phone number and name we'll share brochures with you and stuff from this ford dealer out in colorado and things like that so this guy calls him up and says congratulations sir you've just won an f50 150 pickup truck or a crown victoria your choice come down and pick it up and my buddy's like you guys are losers don't ever call me again you guys are jerks and he hung up the phone. And so about 20 minutes later, the phone rings again. And and he says, sir, this is the general manager. We held a contest uh, about getting my friends like, yeah, I know your contest. I didn't join any contest. Leave me alone. And he slammed down the phone. So a couple days later, my friend went outside the house and they had a a truck and a car and some cameras out front. And they knocked on the door and they said, sir, here's your, uh, your, your thing you put out there saying that you've won a car or a truck. Would you pick one? And, uh, and the guy lost it, but he didn't take the time to listen to the whole story. They were going to authenticate with him the test. When he had put it in, he was just hanging up on people. Now, that's an extreme case of missing out back then on a $30,000 vehicle, which would be fifty now. But so often, we miss things in life because we're hypervigilant. So often, uh, we we lose friendships or we don't begin friendships. We Relationships are hurt. Uh, the way we treat our parents, our parents treat us, so many things can be hurt. So we look at this verse pastor over here at verse number eight is as we filter these things through our life it says finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue if there be any praise think on these things so I wanted to tear apart this verse with you pastor that first one how do we know if something's true What's that test there?
2: Yeah, I think this is really re- referring to truth in the broadest, most comprehensive sense. That is as, as a follower of Jesus Christ, truth begins with, with God, as the the Son of God is the truth. He says, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. And the gospel is truth. The word of, of truth is what the gospel is called in Colossians 1:5. And so as, as people who have been made new creations because of the truth, new creatures in Christ because of the truth, that should be at the forefront of everything that we do, that, that we want uh, to, to dwell on what is true. So much of what we see in the world is false. Uh, there's so many false narratives uh, on the news, in the media, in Hollywood, and so it's very easy for us to to start believing those lies um, as as people who've been through PTSD. You start believing the lie that says, this is your new identity. This is what defines you. And, and as believers, we say, no, we reject that irrational thinking. We need to speak the truth that the what's whatever is true in every avenue of our life from our faith to what we believe about science and the creator of of the world, to our relationships, to public life, to the way we do business, are we ethical? Are we true? Truth is really just this this broad, comprehensive thing that should dominate the way we live as believers.
1: Yeah, and and you know that word honesty uh, or truth. It you know sometimes we it, it's involved with honor. You know over and over again this this verse is going with uh, what we've seen in Philippians. God's word is all hooked together wonderfully. And, and truth does come from God. And, and you know, we have a built-in filter, uh, which is the Holy Spirit of God. If we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, I don't know about you, but there's things in my life where I say, wait a minute, that just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, and people will blatantly lie to you, and it doesn't matter what's coming into us at this point. What we're talking about is we need to test it. Is this what God has? Is this godly? Exactly what pastor said in that broader godly sense. Does, you know, my heart feel good about this? Is this something that God can use uh, in my life? And that's something we need to think about. And whatever, whatsoever things are honest, again, that same kind of idea. Is this an honest type of thing? Is this going to make a difference? Am I, am I going to be a better person? Uh, person communicator is is this god i mean these are tough questions and uh, is this morally correct god will never be immoral is, you know, that's always a test. When you think of, you know, is it true? Is it coming from truth? Is it built from truth? You know, there's so much spam on the internet today. You know, I I can't even believe what's going on anymore. I, I, I try not even to watch the news. I catch bits and pieces. It's terrible with these shootings and stuff. But when it comes to being true, when it comes to that first litmus test, well, it's got to be moral. God doesn't make anything immoral. Uh, God doesn't lead us down an immoral road. Uh, so I think that part, Pastor probably talks more on that.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, um, that there is so much dishonesty. And and like you said, sometimes we don't know what to believe during COVID. I think that was one of the most difficult things that caused stress to people is you'd hear one thing from the CDC and one thing from the WHO and one thing from the White House. And, and now even looking back, we realized that here, the, some of the highest institutions in our government and in our nation weren't necessarily even telling the truth. They, yeah. they had some political agenda behind what they were doing. And that just, as Christians, that, that can't be how we operate.
1: No, we, we, we operate in a different place. And, you know, we see, I was reading a book not too long ago about George H.W. Bush. I had the opportunity to meet him when I was stationed in Washington, D.C. and stuff, the father. And I never met a more true, honest, just person in my life. Mm-hmm you know, you watch his interviews, you read about him, his book, he was always just, he was always honest. And that brings us to that next word. But you know, for a politician, he was always like, hang on a minute. And so that next question, whatsoever things are just, is it justice for all? Is it, is it fair minded? Does it help all people groups? You know, God just doesn't do something that's just for us. You know, we need to remember that when we think of just, which is short for justice, it's more than just us. Is is this thing that I'm hearing a just thing for everybody? Is everybody involved? Is this cause God's only gonna be everybody?
2: Yeah. And and I think that's even where we get that concept of just or right is defined by God's character. This isn't defined by a political party. This isn't defined by whatever's true to you, whatever you think is is a sense of justice and and this really is what's dividing our nation right now is that we have different groups and all of them are persuaded in their own mind that they're the justice warriors that they're the ones that that's why they get so worked up and and try to even uh, justify rioting and, and looting and destructive acts of violence well because we're in the right we're we're just and as christians we we would say well being focused on justice is good, but justice is defined by God's character and God's word, not whatever you want it to be, not whatever you define it as.
1: Right, right, and that's a that's a pretty big deal. And uh, you know, is understanding and one of the hardest things we see elections have become total evil. Uh, I mean, they ju- they just totally. And of course, you know, I have my candidate. I always vote for life. I always vote for things. Uh, that keep church doors open, uh, that believe in the sanctity of life, that believe in the uh, freedom to worship and things of that nature. But we have to be very careful in this life. I, I tell you, I can't even watch a—I watch the local news every night at 11. My my rituals are the same. I go to bed at 12. I wake up at 6. My life looks the same just about every single day. And uh, I, I usually wrap up the day every day at 11, 30, watching the news. I've, I've already got all my Bible reading and stuff out of the way in the morning and maybe have some time of prayer and go upstairs and go to bed. And uh, But I'll tell you, even at a local level, there's an agenda with every single interview, who you choose. So God doesn't want us to be that way in our decisions. He wants it to be just. And, uh, and then whatsoever, things are pure. And uh, we're going to come right back and talk about pure in just a minute. We want to go ahead and let the radio stations identify themselves, and they'll do that right now. Well, thanks for letting us back. And, and pastor, we come to that word, you know, as we've been going through the words, we started off with uh, that idea. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. And, and, and just, just to go back to the honest thing, you know, one of the things I never knew is I've signed probably thousands of discharges from the United States army, thousands of, uh, what they call DD 214 separation forms, department of defense forms, (laughs) 214. And, uh, And, you know, an honorable discharge when it was made was actually called an honest discharge. This was an honest person. This was a just person. Um, I mean, that's a a pretty big deal. So that's why it's a big deal to us if somebody's not honorably discharged. We say, wait a minute, weren't they honest? And then whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure. What does pure look like here, Pastor?
2: So, yeah, pure is obviously... Referencing sexual purity, but it's not limited to that. This is this is really all areas of our life should have a moral purity. Whether it's our thought life, uh, the words that we speak, like we talked about earlier this week in Proverbs, how important our words are, uh, our actions, everything that that we do. The focus is that it it shouldn't be tainted with evil. And there's there's so much evil all around us. It's it's difficult not to have uh, some uh, motive that, that is less than pure. It's difficult not to have our eyes and our, our filter uh, keeping impure images out of our eyes, but that every aspect of our life, from our thought to our speech to our actions, has this moral purity that reflects the holiness of our God.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, over and over again in my mind, I keep going back to that little verse uh, Do not let your good be spoken evil of. You know, motivation does matter. Purity does matter. Uh, a clean heart, a pure heart, and, and this is something, folks. I mean, a lot of people think that you must be born and raised in Christianity, saved at three years old or something. No, God will take and save you wherever you are. But that's when the change, that sanctification process, that uh, you know, service and stepping out and, and making a difference and. Uh, and, and so you can change this. You can be pure as of today. Say, no more. I'm not going to do that. Whatsoever things are lovely. And uh, I, I've i always liked that. You know, whatsoever things, you know, these are things that are guided by God. All these words are a higher level than we can add to them. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. When I think of the word lovely, I, I probably use that word 30 times my entire life. It's a pretty big deal, Pastor.
2: Yeah, yeah, th- this is a, um, a-, a word that doesn't refer to just anything, uh, but this is something includes not only what is morally lovely, but is aesthetically lovely, that, that all that's beautiful in creation, all that's beautiful in our human lives, from a sunset to a symphony, uh, to caring for, for people who, who are poor and powerless, uh, that, that God has created beauty within the created order and so we should contemplate what is lovely and that but that is a that's a high title that we give to to people and to things that we say wow that just reflects the beauty and the loveliness of our god
1: yeah we, we said in seminary if you look through the windows of a church do you see lovely mm, mm. i mean that's something we need to work right if you look through the windows of your life do you see lovely and and i think exactly what pastor was saying that's a pretty broad but specific thing and, and and so you say well how can you say that that's how god is man it's every level it's corporate it's individual whatsoever things are of good report i, I gotta tell you that impacted everything i did in my military career is this of a good report is this a, a good thing is this uh, you know i think a bad report doesn't go with god if it's going to be right, if it's going to be just, if it's going to be honest, is it's going to be lovely, it has to be a good report. I, I
2: had a pastor friend who was reading, I think it was the CEO of Starbucks, uh, had written a book and uh, he was talking about what made Starbucks so effective. And I'm looking at Brother Carragher's Starbucks right here on the, yeah. the table as we're uh, speaking this morning. But he, he said, really, it was making a, a business that's remarkable. And he said, what does it mean to have a remarkable business? He said, it's just that people in the community start remarking about it, that they start, that the customer service that they're giving, the quality of the coffee, the quality of the experience is so good that they remark about it. And this pastor friend was saying, really, that should be true of us as Christians. That should be true about our churches, that we should be remarkable in the sense that people in our community are are talking about what God is doing in our lives, in our families, in our churches.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm reading a book right now by Bill Barr, the former Attorney General for President Trump. And uh, wow. And he's he's got some kind of moral fibers in there once in a while. And I, I'm not recommending that book. I just got it at the library. It's a, you know, it's a free read. But I, I got to tell you, uh, good report matters. These type of things. I've been, and and I can give you uh, an example of our Starbucks here. I remember one time I got up to the, window. And the guy looked at me and said, we made you the wrong size chai. So here's the one that's the wrong size. Here's the one you ordered. Have a good day. Wow. And uh, he said, it took an extra two minutes and that's unacceptable. So here's two of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we told them we wanted vente day and Doug, don't worry about it. And I, I will tell you at Christmas time, I try to be of good report to the people I work with and, and people I, you know, my peeps work at grocery stores, cleaners, whatever I go to around here, my barber, I want to be a good report. I want to give a tip. That's a little bigger at the barber. I want to, I just want to be a good report. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember at Christmas time, there was five days in a row that I pulled up the Starbucks and they wouldn't charge me. And they'd say, no, Doug, you're, you're our morning love, man. You're the guy. Just go. And I mean, I'm giving them invitations to church, just living proof that, hey, you can't do this at a Starbucks. They'll shut you down. They're thanking me. You know, <laughs> every day I give out a track there. Uh, when I go there, I went there, I think I, this is actually the homebrew I got right here in front of me. I'm just having a hard time paying five bucks an hour, <laughs> uh, to go spend five bucks for a drink. But and, and so we get there and then we see that if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, to think on these things. So it wraps everything up. And it says, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, and uh, wow, is there good in this? Is there a lot of good in this? Uh, Is this something that there's praise in, of good report, like Pastor said? Well, maybe it's godly. It passes the test if it goes through this.
2: And I think where it says, think on these things, this isn't just a simple thought. This isn't a passing thought. He's calling the church at Philippi to count on these things, to chart their course according to these things. And then really when you get into the next verse, verse 9, those things referring back to this list of of virtues in verse 8, which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, now he says do, put those into practice. So it's thinking on these things in a way that causes us to do them, to, to practice them. And then the promises and the God of peace shall be with you. That's when we experience God's peace, when we live our lives, as Pastor Miller said, through this sieve, through this litmus test of of virtues.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I think, you know, what takes up our thought life? So are we thinking on good things. Are we thinking on things of good report? Again, you get to make decisions on the things you think of. We get caught up in worry. We get caught up in all kinds of things, but let's think on things of good reports. Let's think on God. Coolest thing ever. So yesterday morning at church, we're not in town a lot. So we've been in town for a few weeks. We're in town for uh, a couple more weeks. This is unheard of for us. We just took the month of May and said, except for, uh, I think the first weekend or the first two week, but we're home for the rest of May anyway. And uh, unless somebody calls up and says, come preach for me, but uh, I always got to put that qualifier out there, but I just want to I, I just had the opportunity. There was a, there was some people baptized at our church on Sunday morning, and so when I came out of church, I was talking to somebody. I was helping a lady. She keeps losing her keys and stuff. So over the last couple of meetings, I, I Debbie and I got her alarm that. She can ring with her phone to find her keys or she loses her phone too. She can use the button on her keys to find her phone, just trying to be a brother <laughs> to a sister in need. But anyway, one of the young guys went by me who got baptized and I, I shook his hand and said, congratulations on your baptism. He said, he looked at me and said, yeah, I just want to be obedient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what do you want to think about? You know, he had been, he had went through his pre-baptism stuff, obviously, and with flying colors, but in his life he just wants to be obedient so here we are at the end you know looking at this litmus test looking at uh, does these things to relationships in my life pass this litmus test does my job habits pass this litmus test does am i of good report Uh, am I looking out for each other? Uh, you know, all this comes together and, and we, we use that verse, do not let your good be spoken evil of. We, there's no shortcuts when serving God, think on these things, you know, put those as the main thought process in your life. Think on those virtues of God and, and boy, God will use them. We're so thankful pastor. You took the time to come over and be with us this week. We, uh, we certainly hope this, this blessing, uh, this podcast today has been a blessing to you again we want to talk with you if you're if you're just part of this podcast we've been i've been making about 50 calls a week catching up with people zoom calls talking about what we're doing in the ministry we want to bring you in uh we want to help you if you don't have a church we want to help you find a good church our ministry is all about uh christ and his church and and uh, we want to help you with that so contact us at doug for wounded spirits.com doug at wounded spirits.com we'll be quick to get back with you we'll make sure we give you a call our helpful wounded spirits out on facebook we sure do love you folks we look forward to talking to you next week and uh, may god bless you thank you
0: thank you for listening to our podcast today it is very important to all of us at help for wounded spirits that you know your lord and savior jesus christ or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.